On today's episode, we dive into what it means to be a B Corp and what that means for your business. Are you a leader trying to get more from your business and life? Me too. So join me as I document the conversations, stories, and advice to help you achieve what matters in your life. Welcome to Unbound with me, Chris Dubois. Ben Marine is the Director of Social and Environmental Impact for media consulting company Dirigo Collective, a certified B Corp and 1% for the Planet member. He has a background in political science and spent over five years working on progressive issue campaigns around the country, serving national and local nonprofits. Ben is also a business advisor for the B Impact Clinic at the University of New Hampshire, a B Local leader as part of the leadership circle of Maine B Corps, and is a co-chair of one of the B-Lab's newest networks, the B-Proud Network. Ben, welcome to Unbound. Thanks so much, Chris. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've already talked about it, but full disclosure that this is a topic I don't know a lot about. And so I'm just very excited to get into everything about B Corps. But before we do, I want to hear your origin story. Oh my gosh, my origin story. I mean... um, (laughs) Oh, it's always like, where do you start? Uh, yeah, I think so for mm-hmm. me, I start, I started my career actually, uh, as a professional photographer in the wakeboarding industry of all places. And, uh, cause I love the sport and I was young and action sports were all the rage. Um, and so I lived down in Orlando and did that for a few years. And at that time, so the other thing too, that I think is just important to note, uh, for context is, so I'm, I'm a trans guy, which means I was assigned female at birth. So at that time I was a female photographer in a very male dominated space and really never thought too much about it. until so I remember we had this one photo shoot, uh, we were shooting the Osiris shoes women's team. And one of the athletes said to us, she goes, wow, it's so different being photographed by women. And I'm like, and I got all like, what? Like thinking like, Oh, what? We're not like the same as the men. We're not good enough or whatever. And I was like, what do you mean by that? You know? And, and she was like, Oh, well, it's just, no one's ever asked me how I want to be photographed. And that just blew my mind. Like I just, for me, that was such a, uh, a moment of realizing, oh, like these women athletes that I had, you know, idolized growing up struggled just as much as I was struggling in that, in that space. Um, and it was kind of a wake up call to me that I really wanted to be doing work that was like impactful and not, not just selling wakeboards and, and fancy boats. Um, And so I left Florida, came back to Maine and didn't intend to get into politics. That was never my intention, but I got a volunteer recruitment call uh, for um, the marriage equality campaign in Maine in 2012. And I was like, oh, sure, I'll volunteer. Long story short, fell in love with the work, uh, ended up getting hired by the campaign and then kept getting hired by nonprofits and different progressive issues around the country did that for like five ish years. And that's, it's good work, but it's exhausting work and it's not very sustainable. Um, just from like a human perspective, it's just, you know, crazy hours. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how people do it for a lifetime. I don't know many people that do. Um, and, and so then I found my way to Dirigo, which felt like a really unique merriment of my, professional creative background and my impact work. And so now I get to kind of marry creativity with impact and storytelling. And uh, I just feel really, really blessed and grateful. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> Dirigo Collective uh, is a B Corp. And mm-hmm. 
and like a, I don't know, an evangelist, I think as a, as a company, you guys do a ton of work of just helping other companies with, with doing this. Uh, and then you specifically do a lot more with getting in there and helping people figure out what they should be doing in order to become a B Corp and helping them through that process. So I think it'd be great to one, start with what is a B Corp and, mm. uh, and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, that's a great question. So what is a B Corp? So B Corp, and, and now now it's really important to make this distinction too, because people often for conflate B Corp with benefit um, corporations, which they are different things. So a certified B Corp is a company that has passed through um, the rigorous standards of B Lab, which is a nonprofit that certifies B Corp uh, and has had their impact measured in five key areas. So measuring governance, so how they make decisions as a business, customers, how they treat their, well, their customers, their clients, if you're B2B, um, their workers, their community. So thinking about supply chains and and the opportunities they're creating for their community and how they're giving back. And last but certainly not least, their impact on the environment. And so looking across those five impact areas, the B impact assessment, which is again, run by B Lab, that nonprofit, the B impact assessment measures that and with the current standards and now the standards are evolving. So I don't know if we want to get into that in a little bit. Um, but the current standards are you have to reach 80 points across those five impact areas or more to certify. So really what a B Corp is, is a corporation. If you see that little logo, it's a B with a circle and a line underneath it, certified B Corp. If you see that, you know that that company is measuring their impact and actively working to improve their impact because not only is it very challenging to certify, but you have to recertify every three years. So it's not the kind of thing that you can just do, check a box and you're done. It's something that you're constantly thinking about and, and evolving in. So it really marks a commitment to people and planet in a, in a very measured way. Right. And now we should probably differentiate like a B Corp is not an actual like tax label. Right. Right. So that right. segues into what a benefit corporation is, right? right. So benefit corporation and not uh, in the United States, not all 50 States have benefit corporation legislation. I think, Oh, don't quote me on this. I think it's like 33 or 35, somewhere, somewhere in the 30s um, states have it. And basically what that is, is it ensures that your mission and values are encoded by law into the founding documents of your business. So let's say you decide as a business you want to go public and you're going to, to, to sell your company. It allows the leadership of that company to continue to make decisions that involve all stakeholders. So again, like community, the environment, uh, workers, all stakeholders, not just shareholders. So it's really an opportunity because under kind of some traditional, more traditional models of business, um, one could make the argument that they, that the business is liable only to shareholders, right? Shareholder primacy profits above all else, right? Benefit Corporation creates a legal structure to protect that right. value and mission statement. Do you find a lot of companies become a benefit corporation as well as a B Corp? Yeah. So uh, this gets a little bit complicated, but in in states that have benefit, le benefit corporation legislation, B Lab requires you to become a benefit corporation in order to certify with the one caveat of if you're an LLC um, without going too deep into that. But 
but for all intents and purposes, many benefit corporations are also B Corps because of that requirement. That being said, there are plenty of companies that are benefit corporations and not certified B Corps. Right. And that primarily because it's it's an additional step to take that isn't <laughs> unless they're they say, hey, this is what we, we need to be doing or want to do right now. Like it, it doesn't necessarily give them that benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing too with with B Corp certification is it might not be the right fit for every business. Like it it is uh it is an intensive process. It is also a, a commitment. Um, and certain industries aren't eligible to aren't eligible to certify. So if you're a, if you happen to be a business that's in one of those industries, like for example, um, arms, like gun manufacturers cannot certify as B Corps, right? But if you're a gun manufacturer and you have values that you want protected, you might become a benefit corporation, um, even though you're, you don't have that, you don't have access to like the B Corp certification. Right. I gotcha. Um, and so just judging by the those five kind of categories <clears throat> excuse me the someone like a solopreneur running a company probably isn't a great fit for a b corp because it's going to be harder to earn those points so that's actually a great right? question so um so actually so the the b impact assessments very flexible in a lot of ways because it's different for everybody based on the size of your company and the industry that you're in so that being said, somebody and this we actually just helped um, a business certify that is essentially a solopreneur. He has a, a seasonal staff, so they're only on in, in the winter months, but not all year round. And so in B Labs eyes, he's really a, a solopreneur. So what that means is he doesn't have that whole section on workers is is like is pretty much removed. Now because of that, it does. There is a, you know, an algorithm there that helps you kind of get still across the 80, even if you don't have any staff. So it is, there are plenty of uh, small businesses that have certified that um, don't have huge teams. Right. Well, that's good to know because I'm sure there are a lot of solopreneurs that are already doing things to try making an impact for their community. And so like being able to still, you know, kind of get the certification could, could help them just kind of show that. And so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing I like to tell folks is if you're, if you're somebody who's, you know, if you're somebody who is, gosh, how can I use business as a force for good? Or, you know, I have this idea of a business I want to start, but I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how I want to go about it or I have questions about these different things. Go start a B impact assessment. It's free. Doesn't cost you anything. It's accessible to anyone. Anyone can start an account. And there's just so much in there that is helpful to business getting started, even if you have no intention of certifying. There's absolutely no commitment to certify or anything like that, but just go in there and, and kick the tires. There's a lot that you can learn in terms of good business practice uh, that's in there that can really help set you up for success. Right. I think it was one of the one of the sharks from Shark Tank. I can't remember which, so I'm not going to try to guess. Um, they say, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And so mm -hmm. the, the pure fact of going through this assessment and just becoming aware of some of these numbers that you might not have even looked at, you know, from a different perspective is going to give you a completely different picture of your business to know what you could be doing, you know, whether you want to actually go through with actually being certified or not. So 
yeah, I would argue that's one of the most valuable things you could do is just look at the assessment and then then decide from there. Uh, and yeah. Let's actually talk about that assessment. Like what what does it look like? What what does the process look like of starting to work through this? Yeah. So what I normally recommend to folks getting started that haven't certified before or are super new to it is go into the assessment and just do a quick pass. So when you go into the assessment, it can be a little overwhelming. They're depending on, again, your your the size of your business and your industry, there, there could be upwards of 200 questions in there. And the assessment does change based on how you answer certain questions. So there are certain questions that are gated um, by what's called IBMs, which are impact business models. So if your business is serving a particular, uh, you know, underserved population or it's to clean up the environment or you have some sort of like very specific impact that you're literally building your business around, odds are really high that you're probably going to unlock some of those IBMs and, and there can be a whole bunch more questions underneath there. But just going in and really doing a quick, just top of mind, like not thinking about the documentation or anything like that, but just do a quick run through of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know the answer to that. I know the answer to that. Or like, I have no idea what that question even means because there will be a lot in there where you're going to scratch your head and be like, I don't know what they're talking about. Right. Um, what's great about the assessment once you're in there is they have some really great tools to help you work through it. So uh, it, within the assessment on every question, you can bookmark the question and then. There's like a little side panel where you can look at reports. And so you can have like a little bookmark report. So I say, do that first pass, bookmark everything that you're like, I have no idea. And then there's also a star function, which is a goal setting feature that's in there. So if you see something and you're like, oh my gosh, that's the coolest, you know, I'd love to offer 100% benefits, 100% healthcare to all of my workers. I'm not in a financial position to do that right now, but I want to set that as a goal or something to think about. You can star it and it'll let you go. It'll pull up the question and say, how do you want to answer this in the future? And what date do you want to put to achieve this by? And then it'll even email you updates on like, hey, your goal's coming up. Like, you know, <laughs> don't forget, right? Um, so it's also just a really great tool in that way too. Because I, th I think um, when you do that first pass, it helps you kind of, do an inventory of what you know, what you don't know, identify goals, potentially even give you some ideas for your business that you might not have had before. The other thing that's really unique about the assessment is that every single question ties directly to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Um, so the UN has 17 sustainable development goals for, you know, what does it look like to have a thriving planet for people and planet, right? Uh, I won't go into all 17 goals, but um, what's nice is you can see how every individual question ladders up to that goal. And there, so when you go in, you'll see on the question, there's like a little learn more. You click that learn more. You can see what SDGs it's tied to. You can dig a little deeper. Also, it'll explain some things like sometimes folks struggle with how do you calculate a living wage, especially if you're if you have a remote team that's spread across the country because a living wage looks different in different communities, right? Uh, well, it, it will link you directly to the MIT living wage calculator and you can calculate it for each of the areas where your, your folks, your, all your, your team reside. Um, so there's just a lot of great tools and resources embedded even just within, within the assessment. 
I don't know if that answers your questions to like yeah. what's in there. There's just so much in there. <laughs> no, and I mean, and it's pretty cool too. You get as you're identifying potential goals for your for your business, being able to get that little like digital accountability buddy to uh, yeah. send you reminders like, "Hey, you said this would be a good idea." It's like, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and the other cool thing too, is because it has those five impact areas, it does very, like you get this little dashboard where you see each of the five impact areas and it'll tell you, oh, you've answered X number of questions out of X number of questions. You know, um, you can see how you've scored in each area. So it, it also is just kind of a nice place to kind of see how you're doing in different areas too. Right. And can well, organize that. I think even just being able to bookmark stuff to like go learn more about those specific questions and, and what that actually means. It's like now, now it's a knowledge base as well, right. Mm-hmm. To be able to mm-hmm. just learn more about the impact you could be having as a business owner, which is, I think obviously every business owner gets into it on some level because they have a new idea. They want to bring it to market. They want to do something and have control over it. It's like, if you can also create an impact and help people mm-hmm. while doing that, why would you not? Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah. So all right. Let's say I'm a business owner. I work through the assessment. What What are kind of the next steps of? Uh, of doing, I, I mean, I, I say that as if the going through the assessment's easy, uh, but I finished that. What are some of the next steps following? Yeah. So once you've completed the assessment and you're like, sweet, I feel great about it. I feel good about all my documentation. I feel ready to go. You'll go ahead and you'll submit your uh, assessment, and you'll get put into an evaluation queue. So I think right currently wait times uh, are down to, I think only two or three months. There was a, there was a period of time recently where I know when we certified at deer ago, we submitted our assessment and it was over a year wait just in the evaluation queue. Now is that Uh, from like a lot of businesses applying or from too few people reviewing applications? A little bit of both. I think also COVID, there was a huge, uh, B-Lab saw a huge spike in interest uh, during the pandemic too. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both. They've they've done an incredible job of of resourcing and and hiring up to accommodate that need. And so now wait times are back down to where the, I think they were pre pandemic, like two to three months ish was the last kind of report out that I heard. Um, so then you'll so then you kind of, it's a waiting game, right? And then you're in the evaluation phase. So what happens is an analyst from B Lab, and now what's really important as I'm talking about B Lab, there's a really important distinction to make between B Lab Global, which is the standards team and your the B lab that's like serving the community. So for us, we're serviced by B lab US and Canada. So if you go to any online events or you go to champions retreat or you go to any B locals, all of that programming is supported by B lab US and Canada. And when you I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but when you do certify and you pay your dues, it goes to wherever your local community. So for us, US and Canada, it goes to that organization. Why this is important is B-Lab Global being the standards team is kept entirely separate. So if I'm best buddies with a bunch of folks at B-Lab US and Canada, no one is saying, oh, Ben's struggling with his certification. Can you just push that through for him? You know, it's like, no, like no one gets special treatment because the, right. those relationships are handled separately, which I, I think is um, also just speaks to the integrity of the assessment yeah. and uh, why that's so important. So anyway, so you, so once you hit submit, you go into an evaluation queue, then what happens is you get an evaluation analyst who's basically just going to do a quick check to make sure that you've marked the right industry, the right company size. They're probably going to have a call with you, ask, you know, why do you want to be certified? Dig a little deeper to make sure that you've 
that you've done the assessment correctly. Because what you don't want to do is get all the way into verification and find out, oh my goodness, we're in the wrong, we're categorized the wrong way, or we're, we selected the wrong industry, which is more common than you'd realize. You'd think, oh, how could you possibly get that wrong? But it is actually an area where, especially for folks uh, like CPG brands, sometimes might get, they can get a little gray, like, I don't know, are you an agriculture or are you a manufacturer or depending on what products they're selling, right? So they want to make sure all of that's right. Once you get through the evaluation stage, then you get, then you move on to, you'll be assigned a verification analyst. That verification analyst is going to actually go through and verify all of your, what they'll do is they'll take a subset of questions and verify all of those. Um, so they're going to be looking for documentation on things. They're going to be making sure that questions are answered accurately and honestly. If you're not able to provide proof of things in those category, like in those selected questions, um, and you're not able to be above 80 points after you've done that, you'll go into an improvement phase, which I think, don't hold me to it, but I think it's... 60 days, maybe 30 days, something like there's like a window of time where you can improve. Um, and that without having to go back into evaluation and then continue on the verification. And then once you, once you've verified, once the analyst has verified that you have answered everything correctly, all your documentation's there, it all checks out. You're over 80 points. You verify, uh, you pay your annual dues to B lab and you join the certified B Corp club. Right. Part of the club. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in three years when you have to recertify, is it like mm -hmm. restarting the entire process or is it a different process for? Yeah. So it's, it's recertification. So you're essentially going through, through the whole thing again. Um, it, the, what can be different is if you end up being randomly selected for an audit. Um, and I've heard of folks going through that. And so when you normally certify, like I said, there's like a subset of questions that they're going to from each impact area that they're going to really dig deep and verify on tends to be where you score your biggest points. Um, and in the case of an audit, they're verifying every single question. So you need documentation for every single question that you answer. Um, so it's, it's a much more rigorous process. I don't know what the percent of businesses are that get audited but um to my knowledge that's the only real potential difference right it seems interesting uh, i feel like they like the irs they almost just want to have a reason to audit and then like uh, cause, i mean if you're paying into into the you know club i guess as we say um uh, it seems weird to just like randomly do audits uh but that's besides the point um, separate question, because I've been asked this and I don't know the answer hmm. is, is deciding to become a B Corp and kind of working through that is like something that you need basically a, a bigger cause or a bigger set of values specific to like what you are actually contributing, right? Like not a nonprofit that you're donating to or something, but like, this is specifically what our purpose is, um, separate from selling our product or service. Yeah. So to answer your questions, the, the simple answer is no, you don't technically need to have like, you don't technically need to have a 
save the whales. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Like you don't yeah. technically have to have like a very right. That being said, if you do, it does make the whole thing so much easier. <laughs> right. Um, you know? So, I mean, one of the things that like, as we're supporting people through their certifications, one of the first questions I ask is like, why do you want to certify? You know? And if it's like, well, you know, you know, like for us, like, so for Deergo, our why was, um, we wanted to figure out how we could really leverage business as a force for good. Right. And so for me, as somebody who had been in, in working in public policy and seeing how that impacts everyday people's lives, for me, it was like, okay, we need a way to hold ourselves accountable and to like measure that impact and like, and, and be held accountable. Right. Like, cause it's really easy to say that when you care about things, it's a whole nother thing to walk the walk. Right. And so for us, our why was accountability, like for ourselves and, and not that we wouldn't do it otherwise, but that it's, it's so easy for those intentions to be overshadowed by the laundry list of stuff you have to do every day. Right. Um, and so I think it's really about what is your why? I mean, if the why is, oh, well, I think I'll get more customers okay, maybe it's, you know, maybe we have to dig a little deeper. We have to think about like, okay, and like, what is it that your customers are looking for? And why do you think that this is going to help with that? Because if it's just about, if it's sales only, and like, you don't actually care about like any of the impact things, like it's, um, your, your, your customers are going to know, and, and it'll be really, it'll be a very challenging road, um, to cross the finish. But like, so for us, like we don't have, you know, we don't have a, I mean, we have certain organizations that we have built relationships with that we work with, but we don't have a, you know, stake in the ground in one particular issue the way some organizations do. Like Grayson Bakery is a great example of like, they literally exist to create jobs. They make brownies for Ben and Jerry's. They're based out of Yonkers, New York. They're a certified B Corp. They have a nonprofit to like help the folks that they employ. They have this amazing hiring method called open hiring. That's literally like their mission is just to hire as many people as they can and set people up for success in 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 um, professional pathways. Super cool, super super cool. We don't have anything like that currently at Deergo. So to answer your question, you don't need to have you don't need to be a Grayston Bakery in order to certify. Um, and what's nice is that like as you evolve, I mean that's something that we're always talking about at Deergo is like wh- how can we like what is our like very specific lane that we can have impact in, um, aside from the, you know, volunteering time and, and philanthropy and then just good business practice. Like what, what are some of the other things we can be doing? Um, and so we'll continue to grow in that too, but I think that's, what's so great about the assessment is it's, it's all about growth and improvement. Right. So let's talk some of the benefits of becoming a B Corp. What, uh, in your experience, companies you've worked with, what are, what are some of the things that they get to see as a, as a benefit? Yeah. I mean, I think as a, for, for CPG brands, there's a very, I think, clear and obvious benefit. Uh, we now, there was some data that recently came out that a coworker actually just shared with me that, uh, roughly a little over 50% of Americans are familiar with B Corp certification and think favorably of it. Right. So just having, the little B Corp, certified B Corp bug on your product certainly can help sales. So there's there's that direct correlation there. Um, I think for us, you know, we're in the business, the B two B space. I mean, there's there's so many benefits. It's I'm also like the biggest B Corp nerd, right? So of course I'm biased here. Um, but I mean, for us, 
well, let me talk. So for me personally, it's been amazing just building community, right? Like I know when I'm in a, in a, I'm at a certified B Corp, like, or B Corp gathering, even if not everybody there is a certified B Corp, which is always the case. Cause there's, you know, if people can't certify for various reasons, what have you, whatnot. Um, I know that I'm entering a space where people care about people and planet. And like, like there's a value set there that we agree on and that we're all pulling towards the same thing. And we want to help each other. What I've heard from other CPG brands, because we also have a podcast all about B Corps, is um, they, I, 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 one that comes to mind is, is we had the CEO of Badger Bomb on and she said, I would much rather compete with other B Corps on the shelf than companies that aren't values aligned. And so because of that, there are all kinds of industry specific networks. So there's like a, a, a B Corp um, marketing network. There's a beauty network. There's uh, right. So for all these different industries that people might be in, there's a tourism network. Uh, there's a, it's a great way to connect with others in the space and really help each other out. And I will say I have never Anytime I've needed any kind of like help or I've had any questions about anything, I've been able to reach out to virtually anyone in the B Corp space. And um, I mean, I have yet to had like reach out for help or questions from any B Corp and not have somebody be like, oh, yeah, let me help you with that. Here's, you know, here's what we think about that. Right. Um, Here's how or how here's how we approach it. Right. Uh, So there's just so much space for collaboration as a business, it's also great because people want to work, especially B Corps, especially want to work with other B Corps. I, I know in, in some specific cases, you know, some people will only work with um, other B Corps. Like a good example, Patagonia, we re, we had uh, Boreo, which they make uh, apparel out of fishnets. So they take discarded fishnets, take them out of the waste stream and turn them into other consumer goods, right? They're, they make apparel for Patagonia now, like all the brims in Patagonia. I'm actually wearing a pair of Boreo Patagonia shorts right now. They're amazing. But one of the things Patagonia said to, to, to Boreo was like, you know, we, we, we'd love to see y'all be, be Corp certified, right? Um, and I think they had a similar conversation with Mir. Not that they had to be certified because they're doing amazing work, um, but that like they were strongly encouraged by Patagonia to do that. So people, organizations in this space definitely want to work with other folks that are pulling in the same direction. And a lot of certified B Corps, I don't, I mean, again, I don't want to, I'm not speaking for everyone, right? Just anecdotally, what I've heard from folks is that if you go through all the effort and energy and you care that deeply about these values, you're probably going to want to also align your spending and who you invest with to also share those values. Right. Uh, And so whether you're a B2B person, like, like we are, or you're a CPG brand, you're still upstream in that. um, You're still upstream in that supply chain. Right. And so, it, it it helps, I think, in a, in various ways in that regard. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting, you know, talking about like the tighter networks and stuff. I wonder how much of that is just from shifting from a profit first, like mentality to an impact first. And so now, mm-hmm. yeah, profit's still important because we need that profit in order to have the impact. But 
if we're leading with impact, helping other companies that are trying to have an impact is only going to promote this cause, right? So like now we're aligned to everyone contributing to making things better. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, okay. One of the questions that I've already asked you now a couple of times, it's in past conversations, but, um, we'll bring it up for the audience, um, with B2C, right. Very Mm -hmm. simple for people to know, like, yes, I want to spend my money here because I know exactly, you know, the quality of goods I'm getting, but also how they're, they're treating their teams, how they're, you know, supporting the environment, things like that. And so it's very easy to take, take my money and just go spend it on that. But now when I'm buying something in a B2B sense, right? Like I'm spending the business's Mm -hmm. money to hopefully get, get a result. And unfortunately, if I work with a company that's a B Corp and the engagement fails, right? My boss isn't going to say, oh, well, at least you chose someone who, you know, wants to save the whales again, for, for example, right? right, right. Say, what? It didn't work. We just lost all this money. You're fired. Um, there's always that, that, that high level stake with, a, with B2B. Mm-hmm. But so how, I guess, could a B2B company leverage this in order to, to actually help? I don't want to make it sound like it's just to help sales directly. Yeah. But like if you're going to go through the process, it should help, you know, with, uh, I don't know, the visibility of your business and, and how it's perceived on some level, which directly then helps sales. And so I guess, what, yeah, what do you think for B2B companies? Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing that's really important about the assessment, um, and, and another reason why I think it also can help people feel more comfortable doing business in a B2B space with a certified B Corp is that a huge part of the assessment is also about the sustainability of the business, right? You, you can't, it, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, if if you have no profits or you're or you're not making good business choices, and you're one, you're not gonna you're unlikely to certify. Um, but two, you're probably not gonna be around for very long, right? So even if you're doing the best thing in the world for the people and planet, that doesn't do anyone any good if if you can't stick around to continue that impact, right? So that's a key component of the B Impact Assessment is that. B-Lab's like, okay, cool. We want to measure, make sure you're doing good things for people and planet. And if you're doing good things for people and planet, we want to make sure you're doing good things as a business to sustain yourself so that you can stick around for the next century or two so that you can continue the good work that you're doing, right? So there's a lot built in there that's really just ensuring that there's best business practices in the business itself and that the business itself is sound. So in that case too, there's also, it's not just about the impacts that these businesses are having, but it's also about the, the quality of the business. I mean, a study, I know it's a little outdated because it's 2018, but um, a study in 2018 by Helio found that B Corps outperformed their category in sales growth by three X. Um, and, and that's, there's, it speaks for itself, you know? Right. Well, and it's almost like you're getting, as long as people understand what a B Corp is, right? And the process mm. that you have to go through, now it's almost like applying an extra guarantee on some level, right? Not necessarily that, hey, you're getting your money back if this fails, but like, hey, someone else certified us has, saying that we're mm-hmm. doing the right things. Like it's a third party who has confidence in the way we're doing doing business. Um, so I think that, Absolutely. Yeah, that does speak for itself. Um, also I think just on the sustainability. So like if you 
if you are a listener right now and you are a startup, right, just getting started, uh, adopting some of these better practices and being able to now show because startups fail all the time. And mm-hmm. I know as someone who has had to find vendors and find like products and software, right, you do ask, is this, is this going to be updated and, you know, moving with the rest of the environment or is it going to be gone next year and some other company I have to now switch to and onboard that platform, learn it, do all of this work. If I knew that a company was going to be, you know, sustainably led, grown, like everything, yeah, I'm probably going to be more apt to spend my money there because I know they're, I remove the switching cost later. Mm-hmm. So I'm now making yep. an investment that's going to save more time. And so, yeah, I mean, that could be huge for a uh, for startup as well. Um, I guess let's, uh, let's start rounding this out. What advice would you have for, for a company that's just even considering uh, becoming a B Corp? Yeah, I would say, well, I think there's a couple of things. I would say a couple of things. One, I would say, go check out the BMBAC assessment. Just do a quick pass. Like can't hurt, doesn't cost anything. You know, it might take you an hour to go through it top to bottom, just super fast, like answering what you can. Don't get hung up on the stuff you don't understand or you don't know you know, maybe bookmark it or whatever, but just, just to get a sense of what's in there and and see if there's any good ideas. So that's one. The other thing I would recommend too, is looking to see if there's a B local in your area. So B locals are organization are, um, groups or, or or in some cases, full-blown nonprofits that are organized by local B Corps that are regionally based. So it's an opportunity. So for example, in New England, we have Maine B Corps, which is technically a a B champions group. We're not a nonprofit, um, but we organize different events and get togethers. Um, There's B locals, I think all over, um, all, they're all over. <laughs> I can I can send you a link to drop in the show notes to where people can see if they have one nearby. But go to a B local event, talk to other people, say, hey, you know what what is this B Corp thing all about? Like, why did you certify, or why are you here at this event? What are you hoping to learn? Um, I think you'll find that people in the space, even and and it's and what I what I love so much about this community is it's not an exclusive community. I mean. It would be so easy to say, oh, I'm, you know, we're only going to let B Corps show up to this event. But that is, I have never seen that in my experience. Like even before we certified, I was going to B Corp events and people were welcoming me with open arms. Like, so glad you're here. So glad you're, you know, on your, on your journey or whatever. Right. It's a very inclusive community that really just wants to help you succeed and, and have a, a impact for the better on, on people and planet. And, you know, even if you don't decide to certify, like you'll make some great friends. So definitely check out your local be local and, and, uh, give the B impact assessment a go. Yeah. Well, and I think it would almost defeat the purpose if they didn't let other people come in to see what it's right to start recruiting (laughs) other companies to continuously make things better. So, um, all right, Ben, thank you. This was you have a wealth of knowledge around B Corps. I'm sure you have knowledge on other things too, but that's obviously where we focus. Um, I've got three more questions. Uh, Here for and you. Let's, let's hit them. First, what book do you think everyone oh. should read? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so hard. I love books. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. 
I should have prepped you braiding, for that one. <laughs> braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer, for sure, is on that list. It was the first one that popped into my head. Um, uh, it's amazing and really powerful. Check it out. Um, the other, okay, the other one that's popping in my head too, and I, I promise I'll stop. I'll try to be as concise as I can. Um, All About Love by Bell Hooks uh, really, I think, can help. Uh, yeah, I think can really just radically open our hearts in, in really beautiful ways. Um, awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is next for you professionally? Oh gosh. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I'm, st- I, I'm, I'm, I feel pretty committed to, to deer ago land. And I think within that realm, really just excited to continue helping businesses use business as a force for good. I know it sounds so cheesy, but I just, I, yeah, it feels like the most important thing we can do. Awesome. Uh, finally, where can people find you? I am on LinkedIn and yeah, LinkedIn follow. If you follow uh, responsibly, def, uh, follow Deergo Collective and the response from podcast, you can hear my voice probably more than you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me. Great conversation. I very much appreciate you joining to just shed some light on this. Like it. Yeah. I feel like it's something that could benefit a lot of companies who just probably don't know enough about it to even consider it an option. So hopefully we can, uh, do that some more. Yeah. Happy to ha- anytime, anytime, Chris, thanks for having me on. Really, really appreciate it. And appreciate all the work you're doing. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. And for more information on how to build effective and efficient teams through your leadership, visit leadingforeffect.com. As always, deserve it.